Welcome to Open Mic Radio. I am your host, Trick. I wanted to create a platform where we're able to talk about national issues as a black nation. And if I'm being completely honest with myself, there's no such thing as a black nationality. Let me repeat that. If I'm being completely honest with myself, there's no such thing as a black nationality. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother discussion. This platform is basically here to discuss race issues, police brutality, politics, self-accountability, do-it-yourself projects, self-awareness, not as just an individual, but as a nation. It is time that we take responsibility for our dollars. I'm your host, Trick. This is Open Mic Radio, where you're free to speak your mind. Welcome to an open mic session. I'm your boy Trick. In today's topic, we're going to be discussing black people. Who are we? The reason why I chose this topic is because when it comes to our people, our pride, and sense of belonging, we're lost. I mean, there have been many different cultures that have come and gone. And the question to that is, where did they go? Or is it that we're no longer in touch with our roots? Or are they just completely wiped out? I mean, I have, I personally had this discussion with my dad about this topic countless of times about our people. But, you know, to make one thing clear, we're, we both agree on one thing, and, and that's our people got to do better. Like, seriously, we honestly have to do better. I will go on the history side of it and point out where things went wrong, but then my dad will be like, you know what? All of that, all of that was necessary, not all their fault, but more so a self-inflicted wound on ourselves because we the ones that allowed it. I I looked at I looked at that man with an utterly dis disbelief, but at the same time I couldn't help but agree with him. Even though we had Dr. King, Michael Metz, and countless others that have always, you know, even though we had countless others, we always took the more peaceful approach, and from that. And, and you know, from that we we can learn from our passive ways, not to attack the man head on, but to find new ways to gain our identity and reclaim our position in this world. I, one of the things we can do, we can start holding ourselves accountable. We can start holding ourselves accountable for our, our actions and the way that we treat each other. And be more supportive of more black businesses that we got out here. You know, no matter the price, if we can spend $300 at Walmart, we could easily spend 
you know, $300 at a month in pop stores. We can also help mold ideas and be more supportive of each other's dreams. You know, not everyone's out here trying to get rich and be selfish. You know, some of us actually care about the communities that that we live in and wish that we could do better in. And we also got to be more presentable. Like, them sagging pants, that was like so 90s, but yet it's still a fashion to this day. We could dress ourselves better when, when we come down to doing business interviews, you know, looking for jobs and stuff like that. You can't just walking up with some J's on, a wave cap, or, or, you know, pants sagging and jersey shirt. That's not business attire appropriate. That's not appropriate to handle business, you know. Um, and, like, I have a question, like, what was it what was it that we was doing that made the white man so afraid that he had to create a word that gave them so much power, but yet render us powerless? Because the word white wasn't used to, uh, it wasn't used to create a group of people until the 1790s. What was it that we were doing so righteous that they had to separate us? as a group of people. How was we carrying ourselves then? You know, we could go and look at the Black Wall Street. We could actually go back and look at black and white photos where you had young men dressed up in business suits. This is how we was like pretty much carrying ourselves. Like when we had that sense of pride, we had that power. Like we cared more so about ourselves not as just individual, but as a nation and whole. Like, I brought up, you know, in having this discussion with my dad, I personally brought up five different groups of nationalities of people who have, who could have, may well have been here way before Christopher Columbus. We had the Indians, we had the Israelites, we had the Moors. We had Africans, and we even had Asians here, black Asians here, y'all. And what I seen when I was looking at these group of people, what I seen was a sense of pride and a sense of belonging. And that alone should, you know, in that piece of, in that little piece alone, we should have this discussion in black households. But at the same time, if you let they, if you let their story tell it, we was nothing but savages before the 1492s. We was nothing but savages. We didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, and we also didn't have a dime to our name. But if you dig and you see the story again, we was crossing the Atlantic Ocean. From the Americas to Africa before Christopher Columbus. So, yes, we was doing trades across the Atlantic. And another group of people that, you know, if you want to take a sense of pride and, and accountability and 
a sense of belonging, another community to look at is the Jewish community. And look how they conduct themselves as a nation, not as individuals, but as a whole. We can see their impact on the government as a nation. We can see that they're in our politics, they're in our school, they're in our courthouses. If they came after us and we was already here, how they are above us and we're like left behind. Like we don't even have a community. I mean, but at the same time, it it have you thinking, is this a government picking and choosing? Or is it pure will and determination? But is it just a, a simple handout? We can see the same things with other nationalities, the Arabs, the Chinese. Everybody's able to come and set shout up in the black community except our own. And this is where the respect comes in at. How come Arab how come every other nation we can have respect for but our own? Why are we fighting for the straps that's been thrown off the table instead of us fighting to sit one of our own at the table? We all hungry. We all trying to eat. And still, who should we hold accountable? Who should we hold accountable for this? Nobody but ourselves. We have the purchase power of $1.2 trillion. And that's just a quarter of the national's debt, which is $25 trillion and counting. So it's not like that we're broke or anything. Is it that we just depending on a group of people who, who only stands to gain from us and give us a little back? Is it their fault that they tricked us of? giving them all our money and for them being smarter than us? Or is it that we just keep falling for the old Saint Lining hook? As a people, <laughs> we gotta be way smarter than that. With the purchase power of $1.2 trillion, there's no reason for any black person to claim to be broke and without a house or even more black businesses. We got the money. We got to start taking care of our communities. We got to start tearing them down. We got to start throwing trash on our streets. We just have to carry ourselves better. But this also comes with the responsibility of respecting ourselves and respecting one another. We don't have to have the ghettos, yet we have them. But at the same time, where's the black architect? Do we have any? Where are the successful black men and women? Where are they? $1.2 trillion in spending. We're not broke, (laughs) and that's not including the drugs. 7.5 billion dollars on hair on women products. 
$26.2 billion on footwear. And this just the man with $2.4 billion since 2014. Women, $30 billion in footwear. <laughs> this ain't counting the clothes. This ain't counting the makeup. This ain't counting the accessories. This is not including the rent, the gas, or the lights. Honestly, I think it's just time for us to change the way we think. There could be a lot more wealthier people. All we got to do is invest in each other. (laughs) That's enough money for our nation. And that's excluding all other nations. That's just here in the Americas alone. We have to get us right. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with fixing us. But we also have to stick together. I mean, (laughs) we let in $4.7 trillion go through our hands. This is the number one issue. This is the first thing that we have to address before we address anything, before we address anything else. We have to look at ourselves as a little nation within a bigger nation. We gotta stick together. And that's what nations do. So, if you're Indian, Israelite, more, Pan-African, uh, Asian, we're all under this umbrella as being black, African-American. And we can't sell each other out. We got to invest in each other. Also, teach the children, our kids, our children, about business at a young age. We We could blame the system all we want. We could blame the system. But why blame the system if we refuse to learn how it works. I can sit here and spit facts all day, but that's not gonna do anything if we don't take the time to do the research and invest in our people. It starts with us first. I'm your host, Trick, and this has been a session of Open Mind.